0: Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Lane Russell. Pastor Lane Russell is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Quick Family Church. This podcast is tasked with duty to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Lane Russell. Soak in and enjoy. Church people. <laughs> People might just do a flip and people go crazy. Wow. Powerful. Shall we all stand, please? Shall we all stand? Can I ask if you are under 12 years old, we want to ask you to please go to the Sunday school. If you are under 12, um, you will learn a lot. Amen. I'm very proud of myself. I was just thinking something, but I didn't say it. I think you should clap hands for me, wow (laughs) I'm going to say a very bad thing Amen Please close our eyes Father we thank you for the word we are about to receive Thank you for our lives, thank you for your blessings on our lives As we receive your word, open our hearts, open our minds, oh God in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Let's be seated. Can can our asses also sit down? Make sure no one is moving around. Beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm just gonna preach for the next few minutes. Just help us with the baby. It'd be great. We're just gonna preach for the next few minutes. I wanna I wanna preach on uh, what we're gonna be doing this month and we are starting we are starting with our home sales this month and uh, I really want everyone to get involved with the home sales and this this year we're gonna have a big emphasis on home cell meetings. Amen. Because that is God's pattern and plan for the church is that God pattern and plan the church to be a home cell church. Amen. Hope sit down please so, my topic today is: Why are you not a home leader? Is another powerful topic. Why are you not a home leader? Come and ask your neighbor next to you, or if you don't have a neighbor, ask yourself: Why am I not a home leader yet? Why am I not do- doing anything for God? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, home cell is a very important thing because what a home cell is, it's a part where we as the church meet together in our various homes, in different places all over Delft, West Bank, which is plain, wherever it is. And the home cell is a very important thing, okay? The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47, the Bible says, and this is when the church now started, The Bible says, And daily in one accord in the temple and in breaking bread from house to house, they ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, and they praised God and had favor with all people. But look at what it says here. When the church started to meet, it says that the church met daily in the temple and also from house to house. Okay? So, the home cell is a meeting where we as the church we meet in small groups in our various homes. Amen. Can you guys hear me clearly? Am I clear or not so clear? Not so clear. Okay. Powerful. Our sound guys were born without out ears. Sorry. Net for overnight joke. <laughs> um, this is much better, huh? Yeah, beautiful. Okay. So, um when the early church started. There weren't any big meetings like this. There weren't even any church buildings for like the first 300 years. There were no churches. There were only church groups meeting in a house. Small groups in the house. Okay? And by meeting in these small groups, the church grew bigger, bigger and bigger. Because once you start to put all these small groups together, they made a big company. Amen. And our church, Faith Life Family Church, we are also what you call a cell, a cell church. Meaning, we are not a church that has cell groups. We are a cell church. Meaning, we see that our cells. if you are part of a cell, then we see you as being part of the church. Amen. And I love what John Wesley said. John Wesley said, he didn't consider anyone to be saved or to be safe in God's hands if the person wasn't found in a home cell. Because when you come to this meeting, it's like, One hour, then you are done with God. But I mean, you can't learn so much here than you would in a home cell. And here, we can't know your name as we can in a home cell. And you say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, very quickly, benefits of why the home cell is important. Point number one is that in a home cell meetings, a lot of prayer is carried out. Okay? this year, we're going to have more prayer in our home cells. Last year, we didn't, we didn't pray so much because our members weren't so prayerful. But now after you fasted, after you've prayed for a long time, now you, your prayers will have more power. Amen. So I want us to be wherever we are, especially in Blikisdorf, I want us to pray in every home cell in Blikisdorf that God would seek Blikisdorf for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that when we come to church on a Sunday morning, we want to see the whole of Bleckisdorff sitting here. Can we not do that for the Lord? Yeah, on, on Sundays we want to we wanna see Bleckisdorff empty. Hallelujah. We want to see suburban empty. We want to see Leiden empty. We want to see Eindhoven empty. And obviously, this would be too small. I want people to be outside there. And I want people to sit outside there. And I want this whole place to be filled. We must put projectors out there. But how are we going to achieve this? We're going to achieve this by having small meetings that are praying in those areas for the people. Praying for the lost people. Shaking the places through prayer. Amen. So, in a homicide meeting, turn this please as I ask you. In a homicide meeting, there's a lot of prayer carried out. Don't worry. The sound guys. I'm used to shouting on them. Amen. Thank you, Jody. Then. Number two. Yeah. just take it through the bottom. Home cells are important because home cells bring the kingdom of God. Thank you, sir. Bring the kingdom of God to the people's doorstep. Okay. Meaning. Some people will not come to church, they won't be in a church meeting here yeah, maybe, but they will go there. How many of us, you first went to a home cell before you came here? Just lift your hand, there's someone, most of us, yeah. So a home cell meeting takes the church, takes the kingdom of God to the people, yeah. They say if you don't come to the mountain, the mountain will come to you. So as we are doing the cell, it's like we are doing a small church right in front of people's faces. And that will draw them into the kingdom of God. We must know that for people to be saved, it is an urgent message. Yeah. And I was, I was reading something and, and oh, one of the songs that Bishop Edgar wrote is that he said, the gospel of Jesus Christ must be preached with urgency. Meaning, yes, we are preaching the gospel, but are we doing it with urgency? Yeah. And then someone said, "The gospel is only good news if it gets there in time." Meaning, some people hear the gospel or they accept the Lord too late. What is the point of receiving Jesus after you've died? Now you want to say, "Lord, I made a mistake." There's no coming back. But when we do a home cell, we are there in front of your house. We are inviting you. We are carrying you. We are bringing you into that place, and we are preaching to you because your soul must be saved. Hallelujah. This year, we are yes, we are are preaching about the love of Jesus, but we are not doing it with urgency yet. Yeah. But this year, I want us to do it with urgency. Everyone say urgency. Yeah. If someone's house is on fire, God forbid. God forbid. But if you walk past a house and a house is on fire, right? The people are inside. Are you going to knock? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Auntie, I see flames. Auntie, I smell burning, Auntie. Auntie, are you burning? Is is that you burning there, Auntie? What? No, what will you do? You are doing what? Come, you are a film star. Show us. You you, uh, you are... (laughs) You will kick the door in. Uh, and if you can, if it's not burning yet, what will you do? You will run in. And will you, when you get to, people are sleeping, will you get to them like, hello? Hello? The house is burning. How will you wake him up if, if there was a fire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah! Now that is a homeshell meeting right there. This year, we carry them into the kingdom of God. We shake them into the kingdom of God. We drag them into the kingdom of God. But death must be saved. Black is must be saved. Mitchell's plane must be saved. What urgency? What urgency? That is why we do the homself. Yes, yeah, it's money. It's an offering. Receive it in Jesus' name. Now the here I for Wow. Listen, but the gospel must be done, and the home cell must be done this year with urgency. Yes, we've been doing it, but we haven't been doing it with urgency. Yeah, and I, I, I was reading this book. The, this book is called the "Home Cell: Home Cell Explosion," and the people in the, in that book they have like home cells of like five thousand home cells, not members, the home sales and up. But one of the key factors the guy said is that there must be urgency. Yeah. So if we want to affect our nation and if, as Christians, if we love people, we must love them with urgency. Because the devil is also moving with urgency. Yeah. Have you seen how terrible people can get quickly? Have you seen how people can abuse drugs very quickly? He's known it fine. Suddenly he's, uh, he's using drugs. Or someone can die very quickly. It was fine the whole time, but suddenly you hear, you hear the guy is dead. Yeah. So we must do our own selves with urgency. And say amen. I believe the power is probably on. Let's do the switch. If it's quick, can you do it quick? Hey, lost my. Things won't work today. Let's leave it like that. Amen. Praise his name. Okay, the reason why some people are tired is we pray all night. So I'm messing with them. We've all prayed last night till what time? Three o'clock, four o'clock. So everyone is tired. Amen. Praise His name. Number three, the reason why you must be part of a home cell is because once you are in a home cell, you will become a known entity. Meaning, people will get to know you. I mean, when you are in church here, yeah, we we can't know you properly. We can't be family. But once you are part of our is you have a small family together. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. Can everyone in Jody's home cell? please stand? If you are in Jody's home cell, please stand. Please stand. Come your members, one only. Stand, Jody. Okay. Huh? And it, everyone in Jody's home cell. Can we it's not I can hear in the middle here? Wow. Okay, beautiful. And I mean, how is this? How would you describe your home cell? My family. Family. You they, they know each other. Yeah. Do you enjoy each other? Do you love Jody? Oh, you don't enjoy each other. You love Jody? Huh? Some of them are new. Some, some of, of them they, are new? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, these people. They stay standing, they come to church on Sunday, look at how far they are sitting. Right? They can't know each other like that. But now that they are they are in a home cell, they meet on Thursdays, they they get to know each other personally. Yeah. Right? And what tell me one thing about a brother over there? He's a very nice person. He's a very nice person. Whenever we go and visit him, he always has a smile on his face, always, he's has a always smile. joyful. I mean, look at we would think that he's a very serious person. But look at now we hear he's a joyful person. Yeah. I heard he was dancing the other day also. What was he doing? He was praising God. I was praising God. You were praising yeah, for, for him. him. Yeah. Powerful because you know his story. Yeah. Do you understand? You know sometimes you come to a church and no one knows you in the church. I've gone to churches like that. Where you sit there and you can leave. No one knew you were in the church. Yeah. But once you are part of a home self. Yeah. If, you, if you are sick Someone will come and look for you if you have a problem. Someone will come if, even even if you have a need, there are people you can go and knock on the door, encouragement can be given to you. So, once you join a home cell, this is a key you will be part, you will be known as well. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Okay, almost finishing. Then the next one is, you must be in a home cell so that you will not be neglected. Many times people are in church and they are neglected. Meaning, you are in hospital, no one came and visited you. Yeah, and it's possible to be in hospital and no one comes and visits you. But it's because you are not in a home cell fully. Once you're in a home cell, people must go visit You know, one day I heard a story about someone was, was um, sick and the person was in hospital then, but he was the elder in the church. Then, when the senior pastor of the church went to go and visit him, the, the nurses asked, how many pastors can this man have? The nurses said, you are the fifth pastor that is here today. Then the pastor said, oh, it must be his home cell members who came and visited him. Yeah, you see, so once you are part of a home cell, you cannot be neglected because there are people who are taking care of you. And many times we feel in church, we feel the church don't care about you. It's not that the church doesn't care about you. It's that you are not plugged in somewhere. You are not connected somewhere. Okay? But this year, we're going to have home cells in Eindhoven. Home cells in Suburban. Home cells in Delft South. Everywhere where you are, you must just find out where is the home cell. What time is it? And you must plug yourself in. Amen. Tell a neighbor, plug yourself in neighbor. I heard of someone one day, the person got very ill, a lady. And after a day or so, people went to her house. Then they found out that she was lying on the floor. It was an elderly woman. And the only reason why they went was because she was in her home cell. So they all were all looking. When she came to church and she wasn't in church, they, so when she wasn't in church, someone just saw, oh, mama so-and-so is not here. Let's go and check up on her. But if you are by yourself, no one will check up on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Then you must be a home cell member so that you can get deeper understanding. In the home cell, your leader will break up the word for you. Your leader will explain many things. You can even ask questions like I'm preaching now. You can't ask me questions. But in the home cell, you can lift up your hand and say, I don't understand that well. Can you please explain that to me? Why This, why did that happen on Sunday? So in a home cell, you can ask questions. Amen. And you can get deeper understanding. Then in a home cell, you can also use your spiritual gifts. Like maybe you can sing. Maybe you can preach. Maybe you can do something. But I mean, we can't preach everyone on Sunday or sing everyone on Sunday. But in the home cell, you can do your gift. Amen. And then another benefit of being in a home cell is... When you are in a home cell, ask your neighbor this, tell your neighbor this one is for you now, neighbor. When you are in a home cell, it prevents backsliding. Yeah. Because what happens is okay, thank you, Johnny. Amen. Because what happens is when you are in a home cell, is that the people will check up on you, they will protect you. Your, your leader, there's a shepherd in the home cell. The shepherd will tell you, stay away from those people. Even, even you will be prayed for if you are in a home cell. Yeah, they will, you will be prayed for by name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. But this year, I want everyone to be part of a, of, not part of a home cell, but I also want many people to become home cell leaders. Listen to this study that I was reading this morning. Let's open it here. Are you there? I read this study this morning. It says it is a great tragedy that too many Christians are either not involved or not properly involved in any service to Christ or to his church. According to a study done by George Gallup, Let's do this. Only 10% of the people in church are doing 90% of the ministry work. So when you look at this congregation, only 10% of us are doing the work. Most believers are sitting down. Ask your neighbor, are you part of that 90%? Huh? It says here, thus... Ninety percent of the people are typically unemployed, sitters and soakers and listen to this now, ninety percent of the people who do nothing, fifty percent of them will not become active for no reason. So of the people who not doing anything, half of them will say i will there's no reason, I'm just not doing anything okay Then the rest of them, the other half will say. I can't get involved because number one, they've never asked me. And number two, they've never trained me. Okay. Now today we're going to solve that problem. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, pastor, I want to be part of something. I want to be trained to become a leader. I want to be trained to come and become a shepherd. Okay. So right after Sunday mornings, every Sunday we're going to have a half an hour where we're going to have shepherds class. Homestead leader class. And we're going to train you to become a share leader, to become a shepherd. Amen. You don't look excited. Oh, Jesus. Huh? Amen. So, what I want you to know is that God chooses different type of people. And many of us maybe think, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not leadership material. But let me tell you that God has given us something, someone called the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And once the Holy Spirit comes on you, he will help you to become a leader. If I look at myself, I could never, to preach and talk in front of people was like a heart attack for me. I was very fearful. Even at the meeting, I told the people at the meeting, the leaders, I said, I'm actually a very shy person. Some of them said, you shy. But I realize now, since the Holy Ghost has come on me, oh Jesus, Since the Holy Ghost has come on me, I can talk to anyone anywhere. The other day, every time I go to the shops, I just start speaking to the people. I will even ask them weird things. Yeah. I met someone called Sino Vuna.So sino, sino vuyo." Yeah, I can't remember. Her name means uh, we have joy. And then, I asked, so, and then I asked the lady, so what does Sinotemba mean? Then she said, uh, we have faith, we have trust. We have trust. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to the person. But in the beginning, I wasn't someone who can talk to people. You see? But now that I allowed the Holy Ghost to help me, he changed me into someone who is a very open person. And I want to tell you, God can use you, never mind who and what and how you are. You must just make yourself available and say, Lord, here am I. Work on me. I want to do great things for you. And I believe many of us want to do great things, but we just feel a little bit funny. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise His name. Hallelujah. Wake up, Nanisha. Put down your phone. Okay. Listen in the Bible. There's a man called Saul. Okay? In, a, in, chapter, in 1 Samuel chapter 15. Saul, because Israel asked for a king. And then God said, I'm going to give you a king. And he, he chose Saul, the son of Kis. Okay? Number one, Kiss was a very, Kiss, Saul's father was a very rich man. He owned donkeys. He was a very famous guy. So that means Saul comes from a, a cool family. Then number two, Saul so was the tallest person in, in, in Israel. Saul so was head and shoulders above everyone. So just stand next to me. I don't know if I'm head and shoulders above you. No. Who's head and shoulders? Sister, can you stand? Just stand quickly. Yeah. Listen, all the men was her size and Saul so was like my size. So when you looked at all the people, you would see Saul stand out in front above everyone. Thank you very much. And not only that, Saul was a very good-looking person. Saul had a six-pack. I read in the Bible. I read Saul had dumbbells. I read in the Bible Saul had the BMW. I read that Saul had a double-story house. I read so many things. Saul was a good guy. Saul was flamboyant. He was charismatic. Everything. Yeah. And when we think of God using someone as a leader, we always look at other people and say, God can use that person. God can use that person. Meanwhile, Saul wasn't even God's choice. Because not long after that, Saul committed sin and he was disobedient to God. So the person who we think is a perfect leader, in God's eyes, that's not the perfect leader. When God has his choice in the next chapter, God has his choice. The Bible says, God sent Samuel with his horn to go and find a leader. In Jesse's house he, When he saw the first son He saw this is a big son Everyone thinks this is the king He said no I have rejected him He's proudful So sometimes if you, if you are even gifted If you are even skilled Sometimes you rely too much on yourself And God cannot use you Then he took the next son came He said I rejected him All seven of, son, of the sons came Then he asked isn't there another son somewhere Hallelujah Then a red-faced young boy came out from the field. His father didn't like him. The people didn't like him. He wasn't chosen. But when when he came into the building, when the prophet saw him, the prophet said, This is the one whom God has chosen. God is not looking for the beautiful people, for the tallest people, for the richest people, for the most eloquent people. God is looking for people who are humble and who are available to say, Lord, use me. I'm ready to be used. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. That's how God works. And many of us are looking at ourselves and we are disqualifying ourselves. You are saying no because you are disqualifying yourself. The Bible says that when he saw David, he took the oil and he poured the oil on him. And then the Bible says, and from that day, the Holy Spirit was with him. And the Holy Spirit changed him into a king. So I want to tell you, you might be whoever, but if you allow God to use you, you can also be changed into someone special. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Listen, then we look at Jesus. Look at the type of people Jesus chose. The Bible says Jesus was walking at the seashore one day, Jesus Christ. And then he saw Simon Peter and his brother. They were washing out their nets because they didn't catch any fish. Okay. Meaning, meaning they were working. They are fishermen and they are working all night. But you are fishermen and you caught no fish. It means, think about it. You are fishermen. You have no fish. It means you have a failing business. It's like you are, you are someone who sells bunniligs, but you have no bunniligs. You are like someone, you sell chocolates, but you have no chocolates. You are a fisherman. You fish all night. You had no fish, meaning you are someone your business is failing. But when Jesus walked, he didn't choose the, the high and educated people of the uni- of the university. Jesus didn't go to the high school and say, give me the high school student. No, he went to the seesaw to find a fisherman, a normal person. And said, this is the person that I want. He said, come and follow me. A failing businessman. Amen. Then there was another man, Matthew. He was a tax collector. Now a tax collector in those days, people didn't like them because they used to cheat the people. They used to be very corrupt. So when Matthew was walking around, people didn't really like him. But when Jesus saw Matthew, he said, even though the people don't like you, I like you. Come and follow me. Then, listen to this one. There was another man called Nathaniel. When Jesus came to Nathanael, he looked at Nathanael. He said, I saw, he said, first of all, this is an Israelite. There's no guile in him, meaning there's no sin, or stuff in him. Then he said, I saw you while you were standing under that tree. First he said, yeah, I saw you when you were standing. Then Jesus, he was surprised. You saw me. Now, someone standing under the tree in those days, I'm supposed to say, How many know people who stand on the parking, who stand on the corner, meaning, and someone who stands on the corner, they don't have any plans for their life. They are not going to school, they are not, they don't have any education, they are just standing on the, on the palikis. How many know people who sit on the palikis, who sit on the corner, who sit on the crack box? Hallelujah! How many know crack box sitters, hook sitters, any soul sitters, all sort of sitters? but when Jesus saw the man sitting there on the palakis and sitting on the boxes and standing under the tree Jesus said this is a man who I can use, come and follow me hallelujah He's not looking for high people. He's not looking for educated people. He's not looking for rich people. He's not looking for people who dress well, who smell good, whose hair is GSD. God is looking for normal people on the street, sitting on the corner, standing in the sun. Hallelujah. Tell our neighbor, Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling yeah, sometimes we disqualify ourselves. But it's just looking at normal a normal lighty. A normal light. Talk about normal. You know how this boy came to church one day. He's a pastor today. Huh? You know? Mafrida, let me tell you. We were going to the beach one day, the church. And I'm walking outside. <laughs> no, we are going to the business class. And we, we got the bus and taxis and the bucky, and I was driving with the bucky. He, Uncle Randall, Brandy's father, he went around the corner and he brought someone's son, a Rasta Sosian. His father was a Rasta. He came with this boy, and his hair looked funny, his clothes looked funny. He came walking like this around the corner. <laughs> you know when I saw him I was so angry I was like how can you bring more people I can already not put everyone in the bus the bus was overloaded people were sitting in the aisles. I don't know how he fit in that bus yeah and he also came but from that day that he came to church with the beach he's still here today And not only here today, he's a pastor today. Yeah. Jesus can use you if he can use beats going boys. Beats coming boys. Boys running after us. If he can use people like this and make them pastors, he can do something to you as well, with you as well. Come and clap your hands for Jesus. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a shout. Today the Lord is calling you to also do something serious for him. Why are you not a leader as well? I'm, I'm telling you I'm urging you do not reject the call of God today. yeah Do not reject you know some of us we are waiting for Jesus Christ to come to us in a vision. Some of us are waiting for heaven to open. but now some of us just said come to the beach some of us will just don't come to the beach. And he served God from that day. He opened his heart. And he works very hard. I'm sure sure this morning he went, if he was a good pastor, I don't know if he was. I'm sure he went to to 3 or 4 a.m. this morning. And he was working all day. And today we are working. We will go home tonight at 10. We are working for the Lord. And not just playing. We are working. There will be numbers. There will be figures. There will be. And during the week, you will look for the sheep. You will find people. You know, I send him to Mr. Splane. Yeah. He, they take taxi to Mr. Plain. And I didn't know that they walk from the promenade. They walk faster to get to Tafelstach to gather the people there. He's a shepherd. He's doing something for the Lord. And he's helping the people that he's getting there. Amen. You might be seated. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, you can clap hands for the Lord. I'm preaching very well. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just joking. Listen. So, as I'm ending. Okay. You must become a shepherd, number one, because the first requirement to be a leader is that you must have a desire. Okay. Meaning, you must simply say, Lord, I desire to do something for you. You know, my mother is, what, 65. What's well, my mother, 65? And this morning, she went early to go and gather people. She brings people to church. She takes care of people. She follows them up. She and we will, listen, don't worry about, we will teach you everything. Yeah, we'll teach you how to do everything. She's 65. And she's active. She's working for the Lord. Hey, I'm sure when you get to heaven, Devon, stand, sir. Stand. When you get to heaven, the Lord will ask you, why were you not a shepherd? And he will bring Nay's photo before you. And he will show you, look at this woman. She had half the energy you had. And she did more with that energy than you did. Yeah. He's a good boy. He's a good son. He's been with me for years. For years. He, you know, he walks from end of the age to come and be part of the church. Amen. You see, another thing in church, it's a sign of pride. Uh, that's why I chose him to speak to him now. Yes. Amen. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. So you must just have a desire. Then number two, becoming a shepherd is part of your natural spiritual development. Okay, I'll end with this one. You know, I was with a father the other day. And the father said, he doesn't know why they are celebrating prom. He said, because prom is just, you're just just going to the next grade. Why must we celebrate it? it was like saying, it's just a natural part of your development. And you know, white people, they don't have proms. They just, they from a primary school to high school. Klar. Right? So, you also, as a spiritual child of God, you must also go through certain growth periods. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter five, 5 that by this time you ought to be teachers. Yeah, you should have been teachers by this time, but but you still need people to bring you monk. Like he's saying, you are still children. Yeah. And think about it. How many of us mothers would be happy with the son? That the son is 20 years old. You must still change his nappy. Huh? 20 years old, you must still give him porridge. Open. Nagamso, open your mouth. O- open your mouth. Mommy wanna give you. Huh? Would you be happy with a son like that? Huh? You are going to the shop. You must pick him up. You are going shopping. Where's Nagamsa? Yes, Nagamsa? Come. Come here. Come quickly. Come. We are preaching together now. How old are you? Huh? Fifteen. Beautiful boy. He grew. His mother doesn't need to. Did you dress yourself this morning? Please tell us. Huh? Dress yourself? Yeah, papa. Wow. Did you wash yourself? Yeah, papa. Raise the mic. Come on, let's get a mic. Sound people, please. How How did you eat? Listen, did did she give you that that plastic spoon? The the green plastic spoon with with the purity porridge. Which flavor purity did you eat this morning? I'm asking you. Huh? I not need purity, oh, You don't Papa. need purity anymore? Huh? No, Papa. Wow. Okay. And nappy, are you wearing nappy? No, Papa. Huh? No. Do you need a nappy at night to sleep? <coughs> <It's> very, <laughs> very serious questions we are asking here. How you need nappy? No, Papa. Oh, wow. So, clever, hands to him. doesn't need nappy. Huh? Wow. Why? Because he's 15 years old. Meaning, he has grown. And I'm sure he can take care of the, the younger ones. Did he help with the, with the, with the, with the younger ones? Come, let's talk here. Yeah. Come, please. Come, give your, the mic to your mother. He makes, he makes breakfast every morning. He can make breakfast now. Not that, not that he needs to make, be made breakfast for. He can make breakfast. Why? Because he's growing. What else can he do? Um, he knows that the kitchen is his responsibility. Wow. If he doesn't clean, he doesn't Eish, eat. What a boy. Is he do- if he doesn't clean, that's a good rule. That's a good rule. That rule must not come to my house, but his house. If he doesn't clean, he cannot eat. That means he's mature. Wow, what else? Um, he knows that I will not wash his clothes. He's got two perfect hands. If he doesn't wash his clothes, you? then he wears dirty clothes, because I will not do it for him. Charlie? That's a hard role. I think a child abuser. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Good mother. Your, your rules, are rules. Your house. Not my house. Your house. <laughs> your house. <laughs> okay. Is there one um, more thing? Sounds there like is this one more thing. Okay. If he doesn't do his schoolwork, I will not remind him. It is his responsibility. He's going to have to re- um, um, repeat a grade. And then the shame will come on him. That much he knows. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. Good boy. Yeah, You will, will be a good husband. Yeah. I heard someone say the other day, I saw a quote that said, if you spoil your children, you will have to raise your grandchildren. But if you raise your children, you can spoil your grandchildren. Yeah, Powerful. Powerful. Good job. Thank you very much. But now stay here. Now we must talk to you. <laughs> are you a shepherd? Um, no, Papa. Huh? No, Papa. I'm not Why a shepherd. Why are you not? How long have you been a child of God? Um, it's been, I think, five and a half years. Now. Five and a half years? Yes okay, now at five and a half you would expect the person to be able to walk right to talk to do so many things Okay, now I'm just talking to you, don't worry so part of you as a child of God part of your natural progression is she was sitting there the whole time we didn't know that she could talk in front of all these people she's not even nervous she has a gift to talk to people do you understand? she has a gift to teach people but naturally, she must now use that gift for the house of the Lord. It's part of your natural spiritual growth. Okay? So many people, you know, it's, it's important that we say this because many people will go through sitting on that chair for their whole lives. Right? But the home cell gives you an opportunity to become a leader of a small group where you take care of them as well, just as you've been. If, I think if you are a mother, I think if you are a mother, you are more than capable of doing a home cell. You can even do five home cells. Your mother, yeah, really. And in most, you know, in most cases, most churches, most of the home cells are done by the woman. Yeah. So I don't see why this church cannot have one hundred to two hundred home cells today. Yeah, we can do it. Amen. Thank you very much. Clap hands for them. Thank you, my boy. Thank you. So, I want you, don't, don't close your heart, okay? And you know what? Sometimes you must take an immediate step by faith. You know, I heard someone the other day, Jody, Dr. Rodney, sometimes he will tell people that I will give you a million dollars even before he has it. Because he believes that the Lord will bring it to him. And then he'll be, so, so that means sometimes you must take steps of faith as well. Yeah, you say, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I'm not sure, but I'm going to do it. And many times I've also been placed in positions where I must just take a step of faith. So today I want us to take a step of faith to also say, I avail myself to be trained. You know what? Whether you can read or not doesn't matter. Whether you can talk English or not doesn't matter. Yeah. All you must just do is say, I'm available you the Holy Ghost, the the one who has helped me all my life, who has helped me all my life, he will come beside you, he will take you by the arm, and he will walk with you step by faith, step, sorry, step by step into this work of ourselves, amen, and we, we will explain everything to you after. So very quickly. I want I want us to do this. Everyone who's our homicide leader now, okay? I want you just to stand very quickly. Just stand very quickly. You are our homeside leader now. Hey, a have few homeside leaders. You see how few people we have in church as homicide leaders. These people must pass to all of us. Okay. Now If you are here and you say, Pastor, I also want to be trained to become a homestead leader. I want you to stand right now. Say, I'm giving myself, I'm availing myself. Thank you for standing. Thank you for standing. I expect a lot more people to stand. I want to be trained to become a homestead leader. Yes, beautiful. Stand, 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 stand. Take a a shot. People are not standing. Yvonne, you are still not standing. You want to be trained as a homestead leader. You're not one now. You're not one now. Beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Ask your neighbor now, why are you not a homestead leader? Huh? Ask them, how long are you going to stay a child? Explain very nicely to you that you are you are you will be a spiritual child. Okay, stay standing. You know, from today, if you are sitting right now, listen to me, if you are sitting, never criticize any of these people who would try to take a chance today. Okay, I want to ask you: do not open your mouth against them if you have any problems with them, okay. Can come and talk to me. I will speak to them, but they're are, they going to try something. Okay? I want to congratulate you on trying. Can I ask all the, everyone of you just to come to the front very quickly? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Clap hands for them. Beautiful. Look, I'm not praying for problems, I'm only praying for themselves now. Wow, You know I think you guys are in for the best time of your life Yeah You are in for the best time of your life God bless you for listening to this message Follow us on Facebook At Fit Life Family Church To find out more information about our service times And up coming events Don't forget Subscribe to this podcast channel to receive regular messages by Pastor Lane